is Thunderhead Pictures Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that you get your podcasts at. Thank you for listening. Welcome, people, on podcast. This is season three of Thunderhead Pictures Podcast, episode one. We'll be reading um The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Freak Bomb again. We're gonna try to do that the next chapter. And I just hope I can sing this song from Brian Adams of Summer of 69 using the karaoke thing on version thing. Oh, what? Wait a minute. It's not loading the right song. <laughs> Got my first real six string. Bought it at the five and dime. Played it till my fingers bled. Was the summer of 69. Me and Sophie from school had a band and then we tried real hard. Jimmy quit, Jody got married. I should have known we'd never give up. Oh, when I look back now, that summer seemed to last forever. And if I had the choice, yeah, I know always wouldn't be there. Those were the best days of my life. Ain't no use in complaining when you've got a job to do. Spend on my evenings down at the drive-in. And that's when I met you, yeah. Standing on your mama's porch. You told me that it would make forever. Oh, and when you held my hand, I knew that it was now or never. Those were the best days of my life. Oh, yeah. Back in the summer of 69. Man, we were killing time, we were young and reckless, you needed to unwind. I guess nothing can last forever, forever, no! And now the times are changing. Look, everything that's come and gone. Sometimes when I'm playing that I would say string, I think about it and I wonder what wrong. Standing on your mama's porch, you told me that only lasts forever. Oh, the way you held my hand, I knew that it was now or never. Those were the best days of my life. Oh, yeah. Back in the summer of 69. 
It was the summer of 69. Oh, yeah. Me and my baby in the 69. Oh, oh. It was the summer, summer, summer of 69. Hey! Okay, now I have to stop the recording and I'll be right back for the next segment. Yeah, Happy New Year's to everybody that are tuning in. I'm just telling you that because we're going to have some fun with the wonderful Wizard of Oz on the bridge by L. Frank Baum. We're finally um, doing it, people. We're getting close to the end of the book, too. The plans are we might be reading more books in the public domain, from the book domain, so stay tuned. Okay, today is Chapter 16, Magic Art of the Great Humbug. Next morning, the Scarecrow said to his friends, Congratulate me. I am going to us to get my brains at last. When I return, I should be as another man are. I have always liked you as you were, said Dorothy, quietly and simply. It's kind of you to like a scarecrow, he replied. But surely you will think more of me when you hear the splendid thoughts my new brain is going to turn out. Then he said goodbye to them all in a cheerful voice and went to the throne room where he rapped upon the door. Come in, said Oz. The scarecrow went in and found the little man sitting down by the window engaged in a deep thought. I have come for my brains, remarked the scarecrow a little uneasily. Oh yes, sit down in that chair, please, replied Oz. You must excuse me for taking your head off, but I shall have to do it in order to put your brains in their proper place. That's all right, said the Scarecrow. You are quite welcome to my head off, as long as it will be a better one when you put it back on. So the Wizard unfastened his head and emptied out the straw. Then he entered the back room and took up a measure of bran, which he mixed with a great many pins and needles. Having shaken them together thoroughly, he filled the top of the scarecrow's head with the mixture and stuffed the rest of the space with straw to hold it in place. When he has fastened the scarecrow's head on his body again, he said to him, Hereafter you will be a great man, for I have given you a lot of brand new brains. The scarecrow was both pleased and proud at the fulfillment of his greatest wish, and having thanked Oz warmly, he went back to his friend's Dorothy looked at him curiously. His head was quite bulged out at the top of um, with brains. How do you? How do you feel? I feel like 
Wise indeed, he answered earnestly. When I get used to my brains, I shall know everything. Why are, why are those needles and pins sticking out of your head? Asked the ten woodmen. That is proof that he is sharp, remarked the lion. Well, uh, well, I must go to sh uh, Oz and get my heart, said the woodman. So he walked in the throne and knocked at the door. Come in, called Oz. The woodman entered and said, I have come for my heart. Very, very, uh, very well, answered the little man. But I shall have to cut a hole in your breast. So I can point your heart in the right place. I hope it won't hurt you. Oh no, answered the woodman. I shall not feel it at all. So Oz brought a pair of tenor shears and cut a quite uh, a small square hole in the left side of the tin woodman's breast. Then going to a chest of drawers, he took out a pretty heart made entirely of silk and stuffed with sawdust. Isn't it a beauty? He asked. It is indeed, replied the woodman, who was greatly pleased. But it is it a kind heart? Oh, very, answered Oz. He put the heart in the woodman's Brass and then replaced the square of tin, soldering it neatly together where it had been cut. There, he said, now you have a hut that any man might be proud of. I'm sorry I had to put a patch on your brass, but it really couldn't be helped. Never mind the bed, exclaimed the happy woman. I am very grateful to you and shall never forget your kindness. Don't speak of it, replied Oz. Then the Tin Woodman went back to his friends, who wished him every joy on account of his good fortune. The lion now walked to the throne room and knocked at the door. Come in, said Oz. I've come for my courage, announced the lion, entering the room. Very well, answered the little man. I will get it for you. He went to the cupboard and reaching up to high shelf, took down a square green bottle, the contents of which he poured into a green gold dish, beautifully carved, placing this before the cowardly lion, who sniffed at it as if he did not like it. The wizard said, Drink. What is it? Asked the lion. Well, answered Oz, if it were inside of you, it would be courage. You know, of course, that courage is always inside one. So that this really cannot be called courage until you have swallowed it. Therefore, I advise you to drink it as soon as possible. The lion hesitated no longer, but drank till the dish was empty. How do you feel? Asked Oz. Full of courage, replied the lion, who went joyfully to his friends to tell them of his good fortune. Oz left to 
himself smiled to think of his success in giving the scarecrow and the ten women in the line exactly what they thought they wanted. How can I possibly keep from being a humbug, he said, when all these people make me do things that everybody knows can't be done. It was easy to make the scarecrow and the lion and the women happy because they imagined I could do anything, but it will take more than imagination to carry Dorothy back to Kansas, and I'm sure I don't know how it can be done. End of chapter 16. Come back next time to read chapter 17, How the Balloon Was Launched from the Wonderful Wizard of Oz on the Bridge. Just because, because, because the wonderful thing does. By the L. Frank Baum. This book was in the public domain. Okay, that's it. And we're off the air.